Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Donovan rolls off the Azubuke pick, works to his left hand, gets to the mark on the court that says 5,280 feet, and he says perfect distance and buries the J. He's across the timeline over to Campazzo. He throws it off to Jokic again, layup good, foul as well. Same play. Rinse and repeat, folks. Rinse and repeat. Bogdanovich working to Michael Green. He bumps, he backs, he's not making inroads. He now drop steps, floats up with the right hand and hits. He might not have been making inroads, but he is feeling it. Boyan's got himself. 28, and that's a season high. There are the highlights as the Utah Jazz pick up the victory in Denver, 115 to 109, led by Boyan Bogdanovich, 36 points, and he was one of six from three. PK, I could believe the 36, but I never would have picked 36 for the number on the night he was one of six from three. How about on a night he makes 11 free throws, though? That ups the odds. So he's not good on the one, threes, but he's good on the ones. 11 of 13 at the line. He got to the line a lot. 13 is yeah. a big number. It's the kind of number James Harden used to do in Houston everyone complained about. But it's okay when it's your guy. But yeah, but, I mean, it's not just uh, wailing He wasn't flailing. flailing into guys at the three-point line. I think the, line, the right. huge number, to me, is the 13 boards. Because Gobert's out. And he's he getting and about 85% of your yes. rebounds. He and Royce O'Neal clearly were told, guys, you got to hit the glass. And they crushed yeah. it. 13 rebounds for Bogey and 11 for Royce. Because... Uh, as a bouquet, you don't have to expect much. We only had one in 16. So for Bogdanovich, who is not, I don't consider him a great rebounder to do that. I consider him a great scorer. So, you, you know, you can look at it and say, well, you got a lot of scoring unavailable, basically. Not a ton, but you know, a fair amount. So he goes up and does what he does. And Donovan's not shooting the ball well. It was one of six. Donovan was worse, one of nine. Only 8 of 22, so somebody's got to pick up the slack a little bit. So I can see where it's a Bogdanovich, but if you had told me 13 boards and those two guys that you just said, Anil and Bogdanovich, combined for 24 boards, that to me is more surprising than Bogey going for big 36. Big difference right there, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a significant factor in them winning the ball game and then Rudy Gay doing what he does, but that's why they brought him in. Rudy Gay, 18 points off the bench, and he had seven rebounds, too, and an assist, and a steal, and a couple blocks. Stuffing, stuffing the box score there. And unlike a lot of the other guys, he shot the three very well. He was four of seven. So while Donovan and Bogey were struggling from the three-point line, he was four, four for seven. And Royce was three for six, and Clarkson was three for eight. So they end up shooting 34%, which is a little on the low side. But they get the win anyway because they do the other stuff. And Quinn, you just heard in the best of the post game in the previous segment, Quinn was talking about only seven turnovers. You get zero points per possession on turnovers. So they had more, more possessions to be productive with. More possession to be productive with. Yeah, that was that could have gone powerful. That could have gone wrong. <laughs> I'm pleased with it, but it didn't. Nice, <laughs> well played. I like that. And how about a shout out for the Joker? He just doesn't have enough guys around him. We talk about the Jazz being shorthanded, and they were, but Denver is perpetually shorthanded this season. And the Joker, 26 points, 21 rebounds, 11 assists. He's awesome, but. He, he could have had 15 or 20 assists if guys had hit open shots, and they didn't. Well, you can say that about everybody, though. 
I thought it was especially noticeable. Well, whoever Last handles night. the ball most can have obviously way more is making great passes and guys are missing shots. But and the Oak Man's a phenomenal player, yeah. and he's just a kid too. That's what's exciting about Denver: get their guys back and see where they can go. They make a big trade last year to get Aaron Gordon, and then Jamal Jamal Murray goes out, so they've really never had any continuity whatsoever. Haven't had their group together. We'll we'll check back, and unless they can all get back at the end of the season, but at this point, I don't know. They're running up on the halfway season, but you check back 22-23, better days are ahead. They've got to add some pieces, but they've got some solid pieces that are young. Jazz win again on the road. They extend their win streak there, 115-109, and they will try again tomorrow night. They will be playing the Raptors in Toronto, which is part of a back-to-back Friday and Saturday. They've got the Pacers on Saturday. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Nets up by seven. Irving dancing up top. Driving left. Down the lane. Falling away. Banks it in. Kyrie Irving with 21. And the Nets by nine. Top of the key. Reggie Bullock once again. Luka. Bielitsa hand in the face. Now it's long distance. Shot and there is Luka. Long distance. Right side. Highlights from the uh, night in the NBA. The Dallas Mavericks. Beat the Warriors 99-82, a shockingly low number for the Warriors. A little extra motion in the building because they retired Dirk Nowitzki's jersey. They had a lot of Cowboys there. They showed up for it. And the fans, cowgirls too. fans were fired up. And the Mavericks That's get the win. Texas, you know, so you got the Cowboys in there. Yeah, I watched Dirk's ceremony. Those things always get me. I was tearing up too. All your days as a Mavericks fan? Or the passage of time. You remember when Dirk was but a young lad. Yeah, you know, they showed them, uh, he and uh, Steve Nash, together. They were brought in together. Same year, right? Same yeah. draft. Now the Bucks uh, traded uh, Nowitzki over on a draft day trade, uh, as opposed to drafting him. But obviously he played his whole career there. He was a phenomenal player. But yeah, I enjoyed watching him play. I mean, I don't really have a favorite team. I just have guys that I watch play. Who didn't like watching him play? With that uh, back to the practically parallel to the floor with the shot, and it's fun to see. And uh, I, I love these guys; these foreign guys who come over and become icons in their particular communities. And and, and him, not even a native speaker, he told a story where he said that uh, you know he didn't have any idea what was going on. And he gets off the plane, and there's all these people there. And he thought, oh, man, wow, these Dallas fans are great. And then he finds out later that there were all Dallas Mavericks front office people, staff people, who were there to greet him, that they weren't fans. (laughs) 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 He was self-deprecating the whole time, the whole time during the speech. And I think that maybe fired up the guys. And, of course, uh, Curry couldn't throw it in the ocean. Five of 24. He could have been on South Padre Island and not scoring any points. Nice Texas reference. Good work. (laughs) Five of 24 from the floor. One of nine from three. He had an awful night shooting the ball. Yes. Uh, He and uh, Gary Payton Jr., who went to Salt Lake Community College, I might add, were a combined ten. Gary Payton second, let's be clear. Uh, Whatever. Uh, Gundy. Dude. You're not Bill Walton, so don't try to be. Just tell us how great the coaches are. Uh, you know, I wonder, what's the difference between Junior and um, the, the second? And the other guy, the, whoever that other guy is, he's, I know his voice. Uh, he's trying to, yeah, this isn't Pash Walton here. It didn't really work. But uh, they want to combine 10 of 29. And Peyton Junior, the second, the third, was five for five. 
So, Steffer had a bad, bad night, but it's going to happen. I, I pity the fools who are next on the schedule for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> the law of numbers, Steph will be bouncing back. Yeah. Unless he's totally lost it and that was it. He hit the wall. That's the end of the deal. Oh, that'd be great for the Jazz, yeah. But it's not. What's going to happen is he's going to go out and score 40 against the Pelicans. Uh, other NBA games, the Wizards lose to the Rockets. Kevin Porter Jr. hits a three with four-tenths of a second left, and they mob him. The Rockets get I thought he got suspended. One. He played last night. I don't know. Didn't they say he and the was a very Wood were uh, suspended? Cringeworthy what? Well, there was a cringeworthy quote about his father by one of the reporters. I have to pull it if I can. But Oh, well, Porter's had all sorts of trouble. Yeah, I just, mean, growing up, one of the announcers during the game made a reference that was probably less than stellar. And I mean, he was at SC, had some issues there. He's had issues every step of the way. That's why Cleveland got rid of him. So, but he's a wild talent. Well, Wood played too. He had 22 points, 11 boards in the game, and was a uh, was a factor there. Because those guys got into it uh, with John Lucas the first, and uh, after the game the other night, there is the John Lucas the second because he did play for the Jazz. Keep them coming. Kuzma had the uh, chance to tie it there in the final four cents of the second. He had a pretty good game, statistically speaking, but he did not make the game tire, so Houston gets the rare win. Statistically speaking, isn't that how we decide who has pretty good games? Everybody? Uh, it could be. There are other ways. How so? Well, if you watch the game, you can talk about, you know, how somebody played. I did not watch the Rockets, so I can't tell you what else Kuzma did. No, I mean, in order to play well, you have to have a statistically good game. Kuzma had 24 points and nine boards. They go together. And you're just never going to quit, even when you're beat. I like that about you. <laughs> uh, the Jazz are getting ready to see the Raptors. The Raptors were in Milwaukee, beating the Bucks 117-111. Let's call Siakam. 33 points, five rebounds, six assists as Toronto gets the win. And so they'll both be off tonight. Neither team will be going back-to-back when they meet on Friday. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. We're finally going to have some college basketball, PK. It's been stop and start. A lot of games have been postponed, but BYU and Pacific, 7 o'clock tonight at the Marriott Center. Freaking California. BYU TV will have the basketball game. every other where it plays. I, don't, I just don't get it. How how you can have 90,000 in the Rose Bowl and all this, but in California, you can stop all these games. But, uh, yeah, who do they play? Pacific? Pacific at home tonight. Forget that. I'm jacked about UCF and Loyola of Chicago over there at uh, Salt Lake Community at noon. Noon Mountain Time. Yeah. Neutral court game. Get a game in with everything paused. And their coach went on Twitter inviting all BYU fans and pointing out how it's good for the West Coast Conference. And he's okay if you wear your Cougar blue. That, that was a good touch. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Sell it. It made me laugh. Have some fun with it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Show some personality. I'm going to root for that dude. USF 13-1. Loyola Chicago 9-2. and well, the Chicago, the three-point favorite on the neutral floor at the Lifetime Activity Center. Utes are hosting Washington. This game's on the Pac-12 Network. Tips at 7.30. Utes are 1-3 in conference play. Washington is 0-1. Huskies underwater on the season, 5-6. And, and the Utes 8-6. So, 
We were talking earlier about, hey, the bottom of the league, it's not very good, but just by beating the bottom of the league, you can get to the middle. So here's another chance to beat someone in the middle of the league. Well, I think for the Utes, it's all about building a program here. Uh, and so every win is nice. You're trying to build some momentum to be able to entice some recruits to come into your program. Recruits uh, and or transfers and well, say, hey, I, we're not that far away. get the transfers, though. Even if you're terrible, if it yeah, because if it's playing time, yeah. Uh, I, I I think for a program like Utah, the transfers are nice, but I think you got to build it the traditional way and then augment, rather than augment with recruits. Unless you can get you know big time dudes who are going to be one and done, but I don't know you're going to be able to get that. You're going to get nice players in the transfer portal, but. You need some players that you can develop, too. And by the time they're juniors and seniors, they're ready to go to make major contributions. And I don't discount the transfer portal at all because that would be ridiculous. Washington's the only Pac-12 team that hasn't won a game yet. They are 0-1. Now there are other teams that have played. Well, in the case of the Utes, the Utes have actually played the most games, having played four. And the Utes are in 11th place, so somebody's going to get well tonight. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. NFL news. Antonio Brown claims the injury and the fact the Bucks were trying to force him to play was the reason he walked off the field. Already speculation about whether the Cowboys are going to pick him up or not. The problem is he didn't walk off the field. He did calisthenics. He <laughs> made a show going off. Gyrated to the crowd. Waved at them. And if you would have... I would be... He has no track record of believability. I mean, there's a video of him just F-bombing the cops left and right and using all sorts of inappropriate language in his own house with his, with his kid apparently right there. There was a little boy, I assume. I think that was his kid, if I remember the story. Uh, so you don't have a track record of wanting to believe, but it's a believable story, but why go through... The nonsense the of yeah, that whole show going off the field. Yeah, if Rogers or uh, Aaron uh, Bruce Arians told you to get out of there, you know, then Bruce Arians meant get out of my face. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know that the Bucks really want to get involved in that uh, leaping contest with him back and forth. Doesn't sound like it. You know, so Arians has been super short the first time he talked about it, and pretty short the second time. Yeah. We're done. Wish him well. But he might have had more credibility if he would have, like, walked off the field dejectedly. Right. Instead of, you know. Instead of taking off the pads and the jersey and then throwing the shirt into the crowd and then throwing the gloves into the crowd and then being not off the end zone but actually in the end zone waving at the crowd. Basically in the field of play. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cincinnati and Cleveland. We already know Cleveland is not going to have their quarterback for this uh, last game. He's headed for surgery. Baker Mayfield made that announcement. Now Joe Burrow is sitting out to rest his sore right knee and injured right pinky for the playoffs, Coach Zach Taylor has said. And how about the Aaron Rodgers story? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. It says the writer's a bum. The writer wouldn't vote for him for MVP because of vaccine, and Rodgers says it's about the vaccine, and then the writer comes back later in the day and apologizes. Yeah, he calls... uh Aaron Rodgers, the biggest jerk in the league and a bad guy. Yep. Yeah. How about Hub Arkush, right? Yeah, Chicago-based reporter. He has one of the 50 votes for AP's MVP. Uh, what What do you really know about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I get this a fair amount myself. 
I'm not that Mina Kimes gal, you know, but I mean, we, we all face criticism here. It, 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 and I've gotten, just, just, I went and got my hair cut two days ago, and the lady's big sports fan, and she said, yeah, a guy asked me the other day, because I tell him I cut your hair, is he really an a-hole? You have no idea about me. Zero. You have no, no clue whatsoever. And you go by what you think you know. I mean, how do you know what kind of guy? You've never spoken to Aaron Rodgers. You've never been around him whatsoever. And he's a bad guy because he doesn't fit your politics. Which sports writing is overwhelming. Overwhelming, they lean to the left. That Those are facts. And so he did something that you didn't like, so he's a bad guy. He's a diva, yeah. Well, he's also really good. <laughs> and probably deserves the MVP again. Man, he'll probably get it again. I just, where do we, we have this selective outrage about stuff. We see it with all the social media. Something happens over here, we go berserk. But meanwhile, over here in this city, it happens 50 times on a Saturday night, and they're not a peep. Nothing, nothing, nope, nothing. But something happens over here. Oh my gosh, we got to stop play. This selective outrage. I mean, I, there's a guy who said injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere, didn't he? It's engraved in a wall, yeah. a monument in Washington, D.C. You can see it there. We need to be outraged on all wrongdoing. That's not going to happen. The inconsistency is our only consistency. Oh, that's deep. Thank you. I'm going to put that on my wall. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. BYU is getting Gunnar Romney coming back. Oh, he's coming back. How about that? Also got the replacement for Tyler Algier in theory. The replacement for Tyler Algier in theory. Yeah, two running backs. One from Cal, one from Stanford, right? Hamuli, the fullback from Stanford. Houston Hamuli, the bountiful brave. He's more of a big blocking dude. I don't know that he's going to be rushing for 1,000 yards. Wouldn't think so. His stats were something like seven catches for 25 yards. He also weighs 270 pounds. He will well, be punishing people, uh, crashing into them. He wants to lose weight. I can hook him up, hook him up with Maria Osborne. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. Uh, but uh, the other kid, kid, what was his first name? Was it Brown? It's Christopher no. Jones. Or no, Christopher no, 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 Brown. No. Brown. And Brown. he changed it. Yeah, to honor his mother. Correct. Uh, and I remember him as preparing for Cal each year in Pac-12 Media. Remember the, the, the kid. So... Uh, I think it's a nice pickup. He's now Christopher Brooks. Yes, so he was brown, and then he changed it to Brooks. Uh, and he was a nice player for Cal. So I think that's something that they need. You know, Losing Al- Algier to the NFL obviously is a major blow. He was such a significant portion of the offense. So that's a good deal. And then Romney, uh, tell me how many games you're going to play. It seems like he's been hurt every year. Yes, I think that's because he has been. He has yeah. been. So he's been a good deep threat. I mean, when he's, he's a played. nice player. He's got yeah. all sorts of skill. Yeah, he's he's yeah. been a good receiver and a good deep threat when he's played, but he hasn't always been able to play. Yeah, I didn't think him coming back was that big a surprise. You know, he talked about the NFL, but because of the issues you talk about, it didn't seem like the best move. I agree. So I didn't think it was that surprising that he was going to end up coming back. Although you never know. Well, yeah, he might have just said uh, the heck with it, too. I mean, you know, you keep going through all these injuries, wondering is there ever going to be a time that I can get myself healthy? 
so uh, to hopefully for the kid, you never want to see injuries. I mean, because he wants to play in the NFL, obviously, and I think the potential is there uh, because you know he's got size, speed, and all that. Easy. The measurables and all that stuff seem like it works for him, but he's got to find a way to f- be on the field consistently. Because I think if he can. With Hall, and the same thing goes for Hall. If Hall can find a way to be on the field all the time, they've got a chance to put up some pretty good numbers. Well, give it another shot. I mean, we always talked about all of Taysom Hill's injuries, and now for all the time he was hurt in college, he stayed fairly healthy in the pros. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Press conference coming up at noon to introduce the new owner. David Blitzer. He owns... How about Dancer and Prancer? Are they going to be there? Yeah, I know. There have been a lot Donner, of jokes about the you know. Donner. Yeah. Well, the Donner party won't be there. Too much snow over there. <laughs> okay. Best thing about this guy? Jersey. 15 Jersey. miles from my hometown. Scotch, <laughs> All right. Scotch Plains, baby. I saw Scotch Plains. And I, thought, ah, I know exactly where old Scotch Plains is. Is that going south towards Philly? Is that going inland away from New York? Where is that? It's going Which, towards the city. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's all... You know, Marie. It's very New York. Sandy, Yorkish. Midvale. Okay. You know, it's all just all jumbled in there. So, but yeah, Scotch Plains. Is he owns part of the yeah, a minority interest in the New everything. Jersey Devils, a minority interest in the Philadelphia 76ers. He's bought into three foreign soccer teams. Crystal Palace in England's the most high profile, but a German and Belgian team too. So he's got a lot of experience, but now he's going to be the guy calling the shots, not the minority owner. Ryan Smith, jazz owner, part of the uh, ownership group. He'll be the alternate governor. How much money are they going to sink into the payroll? How much money are they going to put in the stadium that's 13 years old now and they can build some more luxury yeah, well, suites? Or, $400 million or something. And I think the thing that uh, if you're a soccer fan and even if you're not, it shows that this is a viable league in this country. And it's here. It's here to stay. Money can be made. I mean, ultimately, that's what... You know, that football thing that they had a few years ago, if they would have been in money, it would still be around. Oh, the American, the Alliance yeah. of American Football. Yeah. AAF. Yeah. Well, you, you know, some people just, uh, soccer people get under your skin if you don't like the sport because they're constantly in your face telling you how great it is and what an idiot you are. And they do these dumb traditions from Europe that just don't fly over here. And I was watching one the playoff game, and my wife says, they, they just chant the whole time? I said, yeah, they picked it up from Europe, and so they feel like they've got to do it. You know, we don't do what Japanese baseball people do. They chant over there. We no. don't do that over here. We no. need to develop our own traditions if you want it to really, really take off. But I know you'll defend it. Uh, and it, it, so a lot of people, who's ours, blah, 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 blah. Well, here's a, a businessman of renown going to fork out a lot of money because he knows it's going to work. I think it sends a powerful message. Cash is king. Of course. He's, he's not going to do it. it just because he grew no. up as a soccer fan well, in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. And you look at what he owns. So he's uh, he's got a team in Jersey and a team in uh, Philly. Why come all the way to Utah? I mean, he's got to really believe in it. Because he's he not wants buying. to, and he right. can. He knows it's exactly. going to work. He knows whatever he pays is going to get a return. 
And he is uh, he apparently has some deep pockets. He's also of trying course. to buy a my in the last two months. There have been stories written about him trying to buy a minority stake in the Cleveland Indians or now the Cleveland Guardians uh, and try to get in there because one of their minority owners bought the Royals, I think. And so part of that team is up for grabs. I've got a great Cleveland Guardian story. And since we're running a little late, I'll share it when we come back. It's funny as all get out. You really? Lo- and I just got it last night. Well, there you go. Blitzer. That's ironic you said that. Yeah. One of the things Blitzer's saying is he wants to bring back the Utah Royals as well. So NWSL. Oh, That'll absolutely. have to be a separate deal to do that. Well, regardless, yeah, we got to get him back. I mean, I love that ball club. But, you know, you got the coach. Who went to my high school in Arizona. You got connections. You got the owner who grew up 15 minutes down the road from my hometown, my original hometown. We got your David Blitzer on with you. This is fun. I'm just connected all which ways. There it is. <laughs> you can talk to him about your favorite delis. <laughs> I'm gonna. He's gonna come here thinking he's no Jersey. Wait, wait. I got one of my one of my own brothers right here. And then he's going to find out my coach. We walked the halls. We went to the same campus. We hung out at the same jack-in-a-box. <laughs> you got to skip the walk of halls. Go to the hangout at the same yeah, jack-in-a-box. And there really was no halls because it, everything was open. There was like the science building, the English building. Yeah. So there were literally no halls because it was just outside. It, right. Here in Utah where they're yeah. bracing for the weather, you walk yeah. out of a classroom into a hall. Yeah. But in California and Arizona... You usually, my high school is actually an exception, but most schools you just walk out and you're outdoors. Maybe there's a little, uh, a little covering, ten feet of metal hanging off the side of the building. All right, DJ and PK. When we come back, we'll get the funny guardian story. So we got that going for us. Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, is going to join us at eight thirty. Craig Bowlerjack coming up at nine o'clock. Waiting to hear back from uh, Joe Ingles on the time for the Joe Ingles Show. He is in COVID protocol, so we don't know what this means. So we'll see. We'll let you know when we know. DJ and PK, what is trending? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing.